Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. Is there anything happening today? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'll have to check the old Google machine. Maybe uh, go on Twitter, see if there's anything happening today. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Yes, there is an inauguration. Joe Biden will be inaugurated as the new president of the United States of America. Crazy times we are in. Joe Biden takes the throne, if you will, from uh, his predecessor, John Donald J. Trump. Uh, I'll say this right off the bat. We all knew the Donald Trump presidency was going to eventually end. Uh, It's a little odd in how it ended, I'll say, but it was going to end. No presidency lasts forever. And Joe Biden is taking over. He's taking the reins uh, probably for a short time before his vice president, Kamala Harris, takes over. Uh, But this is where we're at. And I know there will be a lot of celebrations today from a lot of different people who thinks that... uh, Having this person as our president will change things automatically and uh, make things magically better. Uh, But I think for four years, what we saw was a media and um, a left, the left side of things that was just overwhelmed and so triggered by the president of of the United States. And it was really interesting to see. I got to I got to be honest like looking at it all the past 4 years it was so interesting to see how triggered people could be just from another person. All right, I wasn't a fan of uh, Barack Obama, but I didn't live my every uh breathing second of every single day as a uh, a moment where I was worried and hurt and you know terrified. It's like okay, life goes on. I think every four years we see this happen where there's, or every four or eight years where there's a new president and the opposite side who, who voted against the president, they think it's a doomsday situation. And I know a lot of people who are conservative probably feel that way right now, mostly because of a lot of the policies that are in place that could potentially come true very quickly. And the fact that the house and the Senate are run by the Democrats. Only time will tell, but I'll say this, that it's never as bad or as good as you think it's going to be at the time of an, of an inauguration. Maybe there are exceptions, but I think in general that's the case. I'm not happy about Joe Biden being sworn in as our new president, but... He is the new president, and there's not much you can do about that. That is uh, uh, how things played out, we'll say. 
Um, and I want to say this about Trump supporters. I don't think everyone who voted for Trump is some kind of maniac. Just like I don't think everyone who voted for Obama or Biden or something, you know, whatever was a maniac. But what I'm not seeing from the media and from uh, people on the left side of the aisle is they don't seem to be very tolerant. They preach tolerance a lot, right? Oh, everyone, love everyone, blah, 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 blah. But if you vote against them, it seems to be like, oh, you need to be changed. You need to be reprogrammed. I've heard those words said the past week or so. It's like, wait a minute, excuse me? So again, doomsday scenario. Uh, People are painted a picture of the picture they want, the narrative that they want, right? You you are uh, put in a, the corner that uh, you're you're selected to. Um. Anyway, it's 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 happening today. There's an inauguration. Uh, Joe Biden will be the 46th president of the United States of America. The Trump presidency is over and done with. And uh, there's plenty to talk about with Bill Barnes today, who's here every single Wednesday. On our weekly Wednesday weigh-in, we'll discuss plenty of that. We wanted to record after the inauguration, not just, you know, we don't think an attack or something crazy is going to happen, but we wanted to kind of see it all play out and, uh, you know, comment if we could on some of the uh, inspirational performances I'm sure that we will see or or the the heroic speeches or, or, you know, just just all these people – showing so much courage and gathering in a public place during COVID when they said for 10 months that no one should do that, but, but, you know, come on, it's the inauguration. You got to, there's exceptions to uh, certain policies. Anyway, it's inconsistent. Do I care that people are gathering? No, I don't. hundred percent of the time. I don't care that people are gathering. But I've been consistent in that area. Other people were like, wait, which route, what kind of rally is it? What kind of rally is gathering? Because I'll support, I, I think it's safe for one, but not the other. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's happening today. There will be a large gathering. Not as big maybe as usual because there's like troops everywhere. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll get into plenty of that talk talk with Bill Barnes. And uh, I, I'm, I know you guys tune in to hear him on Wednesdays, and there's plenty to talk about uh, Bill Barnes, not just about the inauguration, but uh, uh, about some other fun topics here uh, very shortly. Uh, a random thought of the day. I got to ask you guys this because I, I write these things down and um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say sometimes. So I thought, well, let's let's throw it in the uh, in the microphone here and see what happens. Um. Do you guys think that, well, those listening probably don't think this because you, I would say the majority of the audience, maybe not the majority, but over 50% of you uh, probably lean right or conservative and probably vote Republican. I'm not, I'm not positive. I don't know. I don't have the, uh, the analytics in front of me, but what do you guys think of this? I, I heard, I, I didn't hear this. I'm sorry. But uh, Super Bowls are generally hosted in warm, warm weather, war, excuse me, warm weather. That's hard to say. Warm weather cities. Um, San Diego, Phoenix. This year it's Tampa Bay. It's been in Jacksonville, Dallas, 
Um, they've tried it in, in places like New York. It's like, eh, okay. Uh, Miami usually last year it was in Miami. Um, sometimes you can pull it off in like Minnesota or Detroit cause it's in a dome, but general in general, it's in these warm weather cities. Uh, what do you guys think of, uh, banning states, cities that are, that are in states that went red in a presidential election? I don't think anyone who voted Republican, who voted for Donald Trump, who voted, um, you know, the, their, their, their votes uh, went red in this most recent election or in the previous election should be able to host the Super Bowl. So Florida, uh, even though three of your cities host the Super Bowl generally, uh, you know, over time, I don't think you, the state of Florida should, should be able to host the Super Bowl because in this election and the previous election, it went red. It went towards Donald Trump. I don't think that that is acceptable. And I think uh, they shouldn't have the ability to host a Super Bowl. That's what I think. Now, those of you listening are like, you think that? No, Matt, Matt thinks that? No, no, I don't think that. But that's an example of how stupid and how uh, idiotic some of the people and policies are out there these days. I'm seeing this cancel culture everywhere. They want to destroy the lives of anybody who voted for Donald Trump, who was in his administration. And the the whole tolerance regime, the whole tolerance uh, movement that is mostly on the left is not being very tolerant, it seems. And I, I tried to think of an example that was like, okay, this is overboard that we can all say is overboard. And so that's the one I thought of because this year is a, this year's Super Bowl is in Tampa Bay, which is in Florida, which is a red state and went to Donald Trump in the electoral college. That's how stupid some of these cancel culture things are right now. You know what? If it's a red state, it should not be considered for a Super Bowl. As far as hosting the Super Bowl. That's how stupid some of this stuff is. And and my big issue with uh, a few friends I've talked to over the years. Again, friends, I don't care where they stand. I really don't. But when I talk to some moderate friends who are, who are like, oh, that's not a big deal. This isn't a big deal. My big thing with them is if you give one inch... People want to take a mile. So you better be careful of the inch that you give. It could it could be about any subject under the sun. But when you submit to the mob, be ready to get run over by the mob because they're not going to stop. And although that idea that I just threw out there sounds insane right now, th- really think about it. Oh, well, yeah, that is insane. I I don't want to guarantee anything. I could see that happening in a few years. I really could. There have been things in 2020 and the early days of 2021 that I never thought I would see. I never thought I would experience. And yet I did. And <laughs> I just th- anything can happen. 
is the way I see it. And the way this cancel culture has been going and this whole woke mentality of we need to destroy everything that, that, that we don't agree with. Anyone that isn't woke like us, they need to just go. That's where we're headed. And that's not a good thing. So I hope my prophecy doesn't come true, but I could see something like that happening real soon. Don't tell me I'm crazy. Don't tell me, oh, man, that would never happen. Well, how many things happened in 2020 and in uh, just a few weeks here in 2021 that you never thought you'd see and yet have you have seen? I'm not ruling anything out anymore. I'm not surprised by anything anymore. I said that last week. Things that happen, I'm like, oh, well, I kind of saw that coming. Or not coming, but possibly happening. Not saying it they're good or bad either. Just, oh, okay. Doesn't surprise me. On a less serious note. Le- <laughs> okay. Let's talk for a second. People, when you are at a red light, are you telling me there is no great anticipation for that light to turn green? When I'm at a red light, I am so excited for the moment that light turns green. I even look to my right or my left and look at when the green light on cross traffic turns yellow so I can get ready to go. That's how excited I am. But when I'm behind people who are not excited, nor do they seem to care that there's other people in the world behind them, I have a serious issue with that. I don't understand when you are out driving uh, why you are not ready for that light to turn green. I I can't comprehend it. When the light turns green, maybe a quick look left and right, make sure no one's trying to blow through a red light. Okay, I get that. But there should be a little, little acceleration. Expedite the acceleration a little bit. Because I can't for the life of me understand. I'll be four or five car lengths back. I'm Okay, I understand. As soon as the light turns green, maybe not everyone moves forward. Like that split second. But it should not take eight, nine, 12 seconds for us to move. Tell, come on, guys. I know you guys experience this on a daily basis. But the problem is... I've been guilty and I've like slapped myself in the face for doing this is people get up there and they got 30 seconds to kill probably right. 30 seconds to a minute at a stoplight. What do they do? They reach for their phone. They start scrolling through Facebook. They start looking at something on there, watching a video. Oh, the light screen. Oh, I better put my phone down. Now look left. Now look right and uh, proceed forward. Meanwhile, you just ruin the day of all the people behind you. When I'm at a green light, excuse me, red light, hoping, see, that's how excited I am for a green light that I'm, I don't even call it a red light. When I'm at a red light, I am anticipating going uh, more than I am uh, running down the stairs on Christmas morning. I'm ready to go. So when that light is red, I am itching and ready and like, okay, turn green, turn green. Because I got a place to be. 
usually I'm not taking my time in going somewhere. I, I want to get somewhere as quick as possible. And when I see people just asleep at the wheel, literally, I want to drag them out of their cars. Uh, I'm not going to finish that sentence because someone will report me and uh, we'll have some issues. But for God's sake, if you're going to drive slow, drive in the slow lane. I get that. Don't drive in the fast lane. And if you're if you're among the first one, two, or even three people at a at a red light, please be ready to go. Please be ready as soon as that thing turns green, because there's people behind you who are praying to whatever God they worship that the light, not just the light turns green, but that they make the light because they know there's five or six cars in front of them that may affect their ability to make it through that light. I've been there. I'm sure you guys have. Don't tell me you haven't. Don't tell me you're just sitting in your car like, oh, if we make this light, no big deal. Life is good. It's all good. No. No, 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 no. Be ready. That's all that I ask. Be ready. I shout it at the top of my lungs multiple times when I drive. I'm not asking you to be fast. I'm not asking you to, uh, I don't know, do any kind of car tricks. I'm just asking you, be ready when the light turns green. People's lives depend on it. Maybe not lives, but their uh, their sanity. So if I sit behind another car that isn't moving, the second the light turns green, I'm going to snap. And I'm telling you guys this on the podcast, just so you guys are aware. I'm going to snap. And quite frankly, I'm a pretty calm, peaceful person, but... On the road, I lose it. You do you guys ever do the maneuver where you drive someone, you pass someone, you look at them like, who, who are you? Who are you that ruined my day? That couldn't find the gas pedal when the light turned green. Who are you? Ugh, drives me crazy, guys. Drives me crazy. I got plenty of things to worry about. There's there's a, the, the the Rams are terrible in the postseason. They get punched in the neck uh, against a better football team. Uh, you know, work hours, driving a truck, uh, dealing with Bill Barnes, having to record in the middle of the night, uh, the Biden presidency uh, happening uh, as we speak. I mean, there's just so many things to think about. I don't want to have to worry. And I do. I worry. At a red light, I sit there and I worry. And I look at the cars in front of me and I'm like, okay. Silver Prius, not a good sign. Okay, black SUV, I bet you're ready to go. And the third car, the wild card, some like red Jeep. I'm like, oh man, they're probably just having a good time and not even thinking about this light. They're probably going to the beach to surf or something and and just like, ah, they're carefree while I'm headed to work. And I want the light to turn green so that you all get out of my way and I can go to where I have to work and get paid to do so, but I don't really want to be there. And I, anyway, enough is enough. Okay. I've ranted enough. You guys understand where I'm coming from. Please be ready at the green light. Be ready to go. All of you. It takes 
just one of us to make a difference. I truly believe that. One at a time, we can reach the world. If we're just ready at green lights, please, for the love of God. Anyway, that's enough out of me. I am recording with Bill Barnes. Uh, I recorded late on Tuesday night. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, you can probably hear it in both our voices that we're a little tired, a little tired from uh, 2020, from 2021 already, and just the fact that it was pretty late at night. Uh, I got home from my job and just went straight to the computer. So uh, I'm ready to hit the hay as well, but I hope you guys do enjoy this uh, recording of Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in because come on, I know you guys, we get the biggest hits on Wednesdays because of Bill Barnes. So I hope uh, your week is going well. Thank you so much for joining us on Wednesday. And I just want you guys to know that we do work hard to get these episodes out on time for you guys on Wednesdays, usually Wednesday morning, just so you can start the middle of your week off right. So without further ado, let's get right to it in our weekly conversation with the one and only Bill Barnes. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Well, I'm joined once again by Bill Barnes. We're recording very late on Tuesday night, and he has to get to bed soon for a big security assignment. Uh, I will tell you, it is most likely not going to be in Washington, D.C., but I can't confirm nor deny that. Bill Barnes, how you doing tonight? <laughs> tired. Tired. Worn out. I'm tired of this fucking wind. <laughs> I feel like it, it's going to blow my roof off my house, and if it does, I'll just pick my shit up and walk away. Yeah, absolutely. And start over. I, I was driving my box truck today. Did you have to to drive today for work? By I day? drove. I drove. I drove a, a a cargo type van, and I was all. I want to tell you, I was all over the four hundred five and the five freeway, <clears throat> in the height of this this uh, wind, and we were down by the Mexican border, and it was a dust storm right near the Tijuana airport, and um, it um it was not pleasant. <laughs> I've it seen you in a car. I've been in a car with you when you are not comfortable. Uh, we were in the middle of uh, South Dakota driving through a storm and uh, yeah, you, <laughs> you didn't deal with it quite so well. I don't, I don't like that. You like nice weather. I don't like what I roads. can't, I don't like what I can't control. Hey, let me ask you this. Cause I've been on the road a lot lately. Um, and you know, California, Southern California is just something totally just out you can't explain it to people do you ever want i mean i don't want to put you on the spot here but do you ever want to physically rip someone out of their car and do them physical harm with some of the things we see on the road in california daily almost (laughs) hourly basis i i don't know i don't know how i i catch myself i don't know how guys like you with the temper and short fuse you have how you're able to to restrain yourself because let me let me tell you something People that drive Dodge Chargers and Dodge Challengers, they think they have a ticket to drive like a fucking asshole, okay? They drive fast, furious, 
and completely without regard for anybody else on the road. And you can tell. And what's what the worst thing you can do is find two jackasses in chargers racing each other. So that's always loads of fun. So you're judging a car by its cover, is what you're telling me. Dodge Chargers. That's a hundred percent. People that drive Dodge Chargers uh, like to speed and drive recklessly, as do people that drive Dodge Challengers. Okay. That's just a rite of passage, I guess, to own that vehicle. They have to drive like a complete um, raped fucking bad eye. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not a very violent person, uh, I, but th- there are times during the day I want to drag people out of their car. I mean, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You shouldn't be driving. You shouldn't be doing anything. Anyway, uh, Bill, well, uh, this recording is going out on January 20th. It's a uh, pretty big day in America, January 20th, 2021. Um, there's an inauguration in Washington, D.C. Um, we wanted to record after all that went down so that if something happened or uh, some of the inspirational speeches uh, that are, I'm sure we'll hear, I don't know. We wanted to break it down, but well, work schedules here, wouldn't here's allow the it. Deal. Here's the deal. If something goes down, people are going to be watching what goes down. They're not going to be yeah. tuning into us. Okay. You never know, man. We are going to talk about things leading up to it. And if the shit goes, if it goes off, it goes off. Um, there is other things in the world that we can talk about that are far more interesting. You know? Sure, sure. I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying there's going to be an attack or something. I'm just saying uh, anytime there's an inauguration, it's a big deal. Um, it, well, I'm not sure how they're going to be able, if there is an attack, how they're going to be able to infiltrate the 25,000 troops that are there. And what is sad no matter what side of the fence you're on, whether you're, you know, pro-right, pro-left, we have 25,000 American soldiers there protecting Americans from Americans. Mm-hmm. What the so, fuck do we do? So here's a question we, I have. Here's a question I have, Bill. See if you can answer it. I, I can't seem to get an answer. So um, it hasn't been a Biden presidency yet, but that's all there for the kickoff of the Biden presidency. Um, so why is it then when... Troops are put out, uh, whether it be National Guard or the government agents or whatever, you know, when they're out there in the streets, it it was Trump trying to overtake America. But now that Biden is has these is going to have these troops out and all this for his big inauguration. Now it is Trump supporters. uh, That's because of Trump supporters and, and the attack. How come it doesn't seem to intertwine? You know what I mean? It's not we, we look at the people we look at the people who who uh, committed the acts in one situation, but not the other. A great deal of it is the media. Yes. The media puts a spin on things. The media hated Donald Trump. Therefore, um, when the troops were, were uh, positioned by Trump, he's an aggressor. He's, he's being aggressive, just like this deal the other day at, at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. When the Democrats are putting out the troops, oh, they need protection. They need protection. It's, it's you know, these, these poor Democrats who've been stepped on the last four years and have been victimized by the bully Donald Trump, where 
since day one, since 19 minutes into the inauguration. 19 minutes, yes. Of Donald Trump, they, they have wanted to impeach him. Now they want to impeach him a second time because they fear him. They loathe him. They fear him. They don't want him coming around in 2024. Mm -hmm. They want to discredit everything he's going to do and say between now and then when he gets his own TV station or any type of of <laughs> whenever Newsmax or 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 these uh, pro right. Do you um, even have to call it works. Do we even have to call it pro right or right? Like, do we even have to call it those things anymore? The media is so left wing that if well, you just media, if you're just yeah. right of moderate, you, I mean, you they make you out to be a lunatic. Yes. The media has divided our country. There's the left and the right. There's nobody in between. You either you better pick a side. You know, it's like the blues and the grays back in the 1860s. You better pick a side. You can't well, be neutral. Well, look, at Donald Trump was not going to be president forever. It was going to be four years or eight years. Democrats tried to shorten that, uh, the, the four-year term a couple of times. But, uh, you know, it's, the term was going to end. And so... I, I just see on Wednesday, uh, on Wednesday, I know there's going to be all kinds of celebrations and the world's going to automatically change day one or within a, a month or so. Uh, I, I, I just, my biggest thing as always is just the media coverage and how 19 minutes into his administration, he was painted as this racist, this terrible person. Uh, and you look at some of the things he, he accomplished, Bill, I, I'll be the first to tell you, he wasn't, he was far from perfect, made plenty of mistakes, especially this last year. All right. But if you look at the legacy, the direction he was going, he did an awful lot of good. I just think there's so many people that hate him so much. They are unwilling to see that. Correct. Correct. He did a lot of good. He he lost. It was his presidency to lose and he lost it. Mm -hmm. He was yeah. dealt the covid thing, the covid issue. Hey, he ran with the Operation Warp Speed. He got a He got a. Uh, vaccine out which is a joke how they're how they're trying to <laughs> administer it you know because you've got these democratic leaders like fucking newsom who he's not even in the mix anymore you don't even hear him okay he's he's so fucked up that he they put him in a, in a corner okay he's four hundred thousand votes away from being recalled and they have two months to do it and they're gonna do it um he's 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 he, he's he's a walking dead man as far as his political career is concerned. Can I can I can I tell you something that uh, uh, California actually uh, was? Let me see. Was it number one in uh, California? Uh, was uh, led the led the the country in uh, one way U-Haul rentals uh, departing the state. I think that's pretty impressive, Bill. Uh, the fact that so many people are leaving California. I, I can't imagine why. The weather's great here. Why would you want to leave this place? But uh, apparently, uh, yeah, a lot of people have left this year. Well, it's, it, it's, a, it's, it's a war zone, number one. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't go. You, you, it's, it's dangerous on the streets because you've got, you've got, the, you've got these progressive lefts even at the at the district attorney level, like the guy in LA, that doesn't want to, they don't want to put people in jail. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to enforce the laws as written. It's crazy, mm -hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> I think the Democrats have 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 got a little sense of of uh, 
be careful for what you you wish for. If you're gonna you're wishing to defund the police, this and that. Well, I haven't heard that much in the last couple of weeks. No, since they got their their asses kicked in their house. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, you well, know. you know, there's going to be a transition of power now. Bill, you've uh, lived a lot longer than I have. I've seen a handful of elections, and uh, I, I've been on the winning side, the losing side. Uh, what? Are there any memorable experiences that where you look back on? I mean, when Barack Obama was inaugurated, when Reagan or, or uh, any of the Bushes or the Clintons, I mean, do any of them stick out to you? How, by the way, how often have you been on kind of the, uh, the, winning, the winning side of an election? Are you kind of 50-50 usually? No, no. This is the, this is the one that stung the most. Um, I was for, as back as I can recall, um, I was... I mean, when in my teens, I was a Nixon guy. I liked Nixon, um, and he was out. I liked Gerald Ford, but when Jimmy Carter was 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 elected, you know, I really didn't give a shit. I was in high school. I he had no effect on me. And then <clears throat> I I thought he was a, a complete failure. You know, when when he was president, he was weak and 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 very probably a very nice man but very weak. And so I was a big Reagan supporter for both of his terms. And then Bush came after him in 88 had, you know, he, everybody thought he was going to have a second term and Bill Clinton beat him. Mm -hmm. And it, as it turned out, I wasn't, a you know, again, back then I didn't think about politics as, as, as much as I do now, you know, I had other things to occupy my time, but, um, I didn't think Clinton was that bad of a president. Um, he, you know, he was okay. I, he did a lot of things I didn't like. Like he really kind of took the, uh, the wind out of the sail of, of the armed forces. You know, he, he reduced the numbers there. He, oh, he closed a lot of bases around the country. Um, and then when, uh, and then, uh, uh, Bush two came in, you know, I was okay with him, but getting back to your question, um, this is the first one that I've really like, God damn, he, you know, this is not good. <laughs> um, but I like, I liked how transfers of, of power in the past have been civil and very, very, you know, diplomatic and this one, not so much. No, this is like, this feels like you and I have both refereed a lot of football games. This feels like we talked about it a week or so ago, like uh, we need to get off this field. Something bad is going to happen. And, and I'm not saying, you know, attack again or anything like that. I'm just saying uh, both teams, there's, there's not a, this mutual handshake at the end, no. uh, you know, baseball or whatever. Like, it's just like, uh, okay. Um uh, can we all agree on this guy? Okay, okay, liberal, conservative, Republican. I don't. Can we all agree? Please, if there's one thing we can agree on, is that Melania Trump was the most beautiful of all the first ladies in our entire history. And I don't know if, if there'll be another one. She she was one hot first lady, man. Come on. Um. Yes, she was, and I'll say a close second was maybe Jackie Kennedy. Jackie, Jackie Kennedy. Not she that might. I, not that I was judging women at age four years old however i was <laughs> she was pictures i've seen yeah. she was yeah she was pretty good looking and mm -hmm. uh you know she might have for what she had to go through i can't imagine uh, being in the car that day in, in dallas uh what she had to go through absolutely 
Um, but like, you know, the, again, the media attacked Melania Trump over and over and over again. And it was like, well, what, what did she do to you? She, she didn't do anything to you. She's just beautiful and giving. And mm-hmm. anyway, so it's gonna be sad to see her go. Uh, but anyway, there is a transition to a new presidency. And I'm with you, Bill, like it's an uncertainty. You look at the, the years of Bill Clinton and the things and the policies he was, you know, preaching and, and putting out there. And now you kind of see the direction that the Biden administration is going to go. You're like, what, what is, well, wow, here's the thing. Scary. Here's the thing about Biden. But Joe, Joe Biden is not his own man. He, he's, 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 he's missing a few brain cells in, upstairs. Two people are the president before him, his wife, Jill and Kamala Harris. Yeah. Oh, okay. and again, he's, he is a, he's a talking head. He will, he will be told what to do, what to say, what to do. I mean, you don't think he picked his cabinet, do you? No, he doesn't know who these fucking people are. No, I think it's a situation where um, he, he was selected as a head coach of a football team, but the owner and the GM said, Hey, uh, we're, we're picking your people for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Tell me when to, when I show up, you know, yeah. w- w- when's the games, you know? Um, so anyway, well, Bill, Bill, I didn't know if you knew this. Um, there, there's a ton of special guests that are going to be at the inauguration. Uh, and one in particular is someone who has just inspired so many. And it's uh, the female football star from Vanderbilt university. Uh, Sarah Fuller will be in a tent was invited. So I don't know if they're going to have goalposts there, if they need a 35 yard squib kick to start the festivities or, or what, but I mean, don't you think that's just inspiring stuff that uh, it's a- just another example of complete mediocrity, which is what the democratic uh, uh, narrative is now. Reward, just, yeah, reward mediocrity. Reward, re- just re- reward, reward whatever. Just reward, you know, someone like, especially, and I, I especially of color, or of se- or of their their sexual or or females. They seem to be, like, I got to tell you, Matt. They they showed the 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 the, the guy in the um, the guard in the Capitol that supposedly was a hero who led this, this group out of a hallway into another one. Okay. If he did, he's one smart dude and I give him props. I don't think it went down that way. I think he was that he was just retreating, which he should have because he was outnumbered and he just happened to turn right instead of turn left. Yeah. Went up some stairs to where his backup was. Okay. (laughs) I have been, in that situation before you are not that smart you are not that keen on where you're at and who's down that hallway you don't give a shit who's down that hallway you're you're trying to protect your own ass if that's the case if that's so important that you're going to keep these people away from the vice president the speaker of the house and all these folks you start shooting them yeah (laughs) Yeah. okay and never did he once go for his weapon. He picked up his baton and retreated. Okay. It was, it was very, very, very convenient to put this guy on a pedestal for maybe someone recognizing, well, the, 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 the chamber was that way. And he led them the other way. Bullshit. They knew exactly where they were going. Okay. Interesting. They knew exactly where they were going. 
They did recon on that place. They knew where to go to sit in Pelosi's office. They knew where to go. Hmm. Okay, so again, I'm not totally discrediting this, this, this gentleman, but I just don't think it went the way they're, they're saying it did. I could be wrong. I would be curious um, over time if more and more comes out about exactly what happened because there's all kinds of uh, reports and allegations. And look at the bottom line is uh, people stormed the Capitol and, and, and people died. That's the narrative. That's the truth. That's the truth. And that is the narrative that people are going to run with as well. So there is some more to the story. I know that. And I think you're, uh, yeah, you're, you're dead on there with that probably. Uh, let's see. So, so again, Sarah Fuller there, if, as if we didn't get enough to of her what? to do what I, I don't know. I, he'll, he'll say a speech to, to, to say that, that, that a, 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 uh, a girl can do anything. A woman, a girl, like, a, they will trans bill an overweight, fat ass, uh, college student <laughs> can go out and, and play on a boys team and not do jack shit. And then you're at the presidential and not inauguration. Look at everyone. We're recording this Tuesday night. Uh, this speech will happen Wednesday. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that in the speech, Biden will say something along the lines of females can do whatever they want. They can be the vice, they can be the vice president, uh, like, uh, you know, Miss Harris or, or, and, or they can be a football star. He'll even say star just to spice it up. Or they can be a college football star. And it's just like, you watch. I guarantee you that said tomorrow. There was, a, there was a defensive back, a female defensive back, I believe at East LA College, that actually tackled people uh, and knocked it, people on their asses and did a really good job. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. I remember a story on her. Mm-hmm. She was and on she a commercial. Was, and, and, and she was black. Jordan, I think, was her name. I'll, yeah. I'll look it up. Okay. Okay. She deserves praise. She yeah. deserves praise over this fat ass uh, soccer player. <laughs> I I don't think she is she that heavy? I don't think she's that heavy. I've looked at her uh, she looks like 10 Tony. pounds of shit in a 5 pound bag. <laughs> oh jeez, Bill. Oh well, well speaking of the, uh, Tony Harris. Yeah, she played at East LA College. There you go. And uh, she she was a um, a defensive back uh hey. that girl had some talent yeah absolutely i think she played like division two after that or something okay. but yeah well, hey why isn't she getting why isn't she in the limelight yeah absolutely i'm with you i'm with you i don't know didn't fit an narrative. i don't know so, timing is everything bill um but anyway so yeah sarah fuller will, will be there for the uh I, i'm sure for some type of thing for the inauguration are you gonna watch the inauguration are you gonna watch it matt are Me? you gonna watch the inauguration yeah uh, is that a serious question are you going to watch it? No. No, neither am I. I will not. I'll, I'll watch Paint Dry. I'll watch um, the, I'll watch reruns of Perry Mason. To, he, to hear, to sit there and, and hear celebrities yeah. and, and music stars and all these things uh, gather in a public place when they've been lecturing America for 10 months that uh, gathering in large public places, such as a Trump rally or whatever, uh, are are in um, are are um, irresponsible. And then for tomorrow, for tomorrow, for that to magically be lifted and okay, well, it's the presidential inauguration. I, it no. goes it goes right in line with what's good for you, 
what is, is, you know, <laughs> hey, it goes right in line with the summer of riots. We don't care. There were riots this summer? We're not going to say anything to denounce them. There, but but you, Bill, I did, there were no riots this yeah. summer. I watched them doing. Yeah. Okay, stop it. Okay. And then when they march on their, on their supposed, you know, sacred grounds, all it is is brick and mortar, just like the Washington or the Minnesota police station that burnt to the oh. ground. No big deal. Okay. Do, do I care that people are gathering in a public place? No, 100% of the time, no. But what pisses me off is tomorrow it will be this uh, this magical moment where it's ma- it, it, it's okay now that it's January 20th. Yeah, so, get ready for a, a hundred days of hundred day mask ma- mask uh, mandate. What? Tell me what days. that. Tell me. I, I know I've heard that, but tell me what that means. Tell me what it means. What What is a hundred days that, mask? That means mean? that means you got to wear a mask. For 100 days. We've been wearing masks for nine months. We're already wearing masks. Well, I, I don't think the other parts of the country are as mask Nazi as we are in California. I mean, I mean what, what are cops going to pull people over walking on the sidewalk by themselves without a mask I, on it? I don't know. I don't know. Walking they got outside. To do. And the police do have enough to do. And with Biden going in uh, with this, uh, you know, this worship of, of crime that we're going to see, uh, God bless the cops out there. I don't know how they're going to do this. But anyway, um, yeah, Bill, the, the media hypocrisy and coverage is just one more thing after. I've seen all kinds of things. I've seen people on the media talking about, well, they need to reprogram. Repo- they need to reprogram Republicans and their, their outlook and their mindset. It's like, What? Yeah, you might as well, and then throw out the First Amendment too. Throw free it all speech out. Is gone. Oh, it's free gone. Speech is gone. Censorship. Well, free speech is it's okay if you're the Ayatollah or uh, you know uh, some of the atrocities we see in China and stuff. You know, those people have voices. Come on, but uh, God forbid you say something that, that makes someone uncomfortable in America. Oh my God. Uh, but anyway, um, free speech is gone. You're right. Uh, there'll be a lot of things that are that are gone or controlled here uh, shortly. But but this is the one thing I want to say with the Trump presidency ending. Okay, there was a lot of supporters of Donald Trump, and for four years they were ridiculed. They're still being ridiculed. Uh, your favorite CNN, CNN um, commentator, whatever he is, uh, Don Lemon, basically, no, well, he did. He he called all Trump supporters, anyone who voted for Trump, is a racist and supports the KKK. And is a Nazi, blah 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 blah. So, uh, what what bothers me about all that? Okay, I voted for Donald Trump. You vote, you voted for Donald Trump. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't storm a Capitol building. I don't I don't hate other races. I don't. For for him to say that to me is so irresponsible. And if you want to play that game, Don. We can, because Bill, you've been in law enforcement. You could probably say, oh, the majority of, of criminals probably vote this way. The majority of another group probably votes this way. All right. If you want to play that game, we can. So I'm tired, Bill, of being called uh, a racist and all kinds of other terms because I supported the president of the United States. Your thoughts? My thoughts. I'm, 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 I'm out of thoughts. All I want to do now <laughs> is really, I'm just not going to give a shit anymore. Okay. As long as I have money, no, as long as I have money in the bank, I got some Jack Daniels in the house. Um, my, my car runs, um, my, if my, as long as my creature comforts are met, my family is healthy. 
I'm somewhat healthy. Um, I'm going to make my own set of rules mm-hmm. and do what I want and not give a flying fuck if what Joe Biden does or, 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 or Cammie Harris or any of the other um, folks that are associated with him. Well, well, and to be, and to be honest with you, um, uh, I'm a little pissed at Donald Trump, to be honest with you. I thought he let us down. He let us down. And I'm not saying that he should be impeached. I'm not saying that he was responsible for that uprising the other day at all. I'm pissed at him because he couldn't be flexible enough to have some bedside manner when it came to the COVID virus, have a little bit of uh, empathy for people and play the game a little bit, wear a mask and, and I mean, show that he cared. That's to me, that's what lost him the presidency. And when he, uh, he's just, I mean, people got soured to his, 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 his uh, antagonistic approach with people and his stubbornness. Well, well, let me ask you, Bill, because, uh, you know, you hear this narrative in the media and everything, but, and I'll say this right off the bat when the whole coronavirus was starting up. Yeah. He was probably a little lack, you know, lackadaisical on it. All right. But then he, he, he stopped travel coming in from China. And of course he was called a racist for doing that. And it's like, well, wait a minute, which one is it? Uh, <laughs> you want him to react or not? So again, he, he, he stops travel from China. He's called a racist. Okay. And, and yes, could his bedside manner have been better? Yeah. But you know what? So could general Patton. I mean, general Patton was a little rough in the, uh, the medic room. He was dealing, he was dealing with soldiers. Uh, you know, Trump's dealing with a bunch of, uh, a bunch of spoiled fucking Americans that want their head rubbed. And, and that's fair, Bill, but, but ask yourself deep down four years ago when you voted for Donald Trump, did you vote for him because he was going to be the tap, the, the tappy on the bat, rub your shoulders kind of uh, no. coach? No. You voted for no. him because he was different, right? He wasn't right. taking any BS from anyone, at least that, you know, right? Right. But, but, but then he was dealt kind of a death blow with the COVID and the fact that mail-in ballots were going to sink him Mm -hmm. and he needed to he needed to you know he wasn't running against hillary anymore the one-dimensional dipshit hillary he was running against the entire democratic party who hated him who would go to any lengths to defeat him embarrass him and maim him and that's what they did well they 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 uh, left no stone uh, unturned, right? And we talked right. uh, We talked in the summer about, you know, like the SEC moving heaven and earth to play football. Well, the Democratic Party was going to move heaven and earth to get him out of office. They, they did, ev- they threw everything they could at him. And he's, <laughs> that's a crazy thing. He still almost got through it. The thing is, is that he, every, even, other, even the, all the ex-presidents hate him, the Republicans too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they use that against him. Yeah. So again, um, I think he could have, and trust me, I don't think he's the type that listens to his, his so-called handlers, his so-called mm-hmm. people. He fires them. <laughs> he does fire okay? So, yeah. and, you know, um, so that's my take on it. You know, I'm a little angry. I'm a little pissed. I, I think he let us down. Well, you, I mean, you should be. End. 
Bill Belichick loses because the Super I, Bowl, you should be mad. Yeah. Now I've got, but now I've got, I'm, you know, we as Americans are going to have this this Biden administration shoved down our throat for the next, who knows how long he'll be. I, I give him a year tops if it, and he'll it, be out. I would be shocked if it was, if it was uh, more than a year or at least a year. Yeah. I think Kamala Harris is just ready to go. She's like, Hey, mm-hmm. can I put my hand on that Bible uh, tomorrow also? Or they, they, they probably won't even use a Bible. Am I, you know, they'll probably go with some other, uh, some other book. Uh, but anyway, um, I think, if if anything else, looking back at the Trump presidency, now not, not the media's take on the media thinks it was it was this cult, this cult Trump following. I think the one thing Trump did for uh, America and especially his supporters uh, on the conservative, the the they they said uh, basically it almost turned into like this this fan club, this cool thing, this like uh, almost like this fan base, if you will you know, with, with like a good football team, like, Hey, it's cool to be Republican. It's, it, it's, you're not just some rich white dude. Who's who, who's Republican. I mean, there are all, all kinds of people who are Trump supporters and voted Republican for the first time. I think that's his legacy. The fact that the, 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 the majority of the, of, of Trump supporters were people that worked for a living that didn't rely on handouts yeah. that owned a boat, went camping on the weekends, went boating, wanted to keep be able to afford afford those things work hard not pay a ton of taxes and not have uncle sam taking shit from them and so they didn't really care what donald trump's bedside manner was they were going to vote for him and support him no matter what as we did however there was there were some i think older people older voters that soured on him even dead people didn't vote for him. I mean, you know, a shitload of dead people. I don't know what dead, dead people that voted for him. They all voted for Biden. <laughs> they went the other way. Uh, yeah. So, hey, look, at the Trump presidency is over. It was going to end at some point. Uh, there's a new president in America on Wednesday. And uh, away we go. Away we go. My point is, with every inauguration, one side feels like, oh, this is doomsday. This is the worst ever. This is, you know, how are we going to get through this for four years? Um I, I know Alf, I felt that way during the Obama years. Uh, I, the <laughs> the reactions when Trump was president was pretty funny because it was like people thought the world was ending. Um, I'm a little worried about just America. I would, say, I would say this. I would rather have four more years of Barack Obama than four years of Joe Biden. Oh, man. That is a whacker, my friend. That is that is a very close play at first base in the ninth. Give me, inning. give me, because I know what my poison is with him. At least I know that that Barry Obama would stand up and say, "Okay, uh, Osama bin Laden's in that building. Okay, this is a this is a seek and kill. Go get him." Yeah, it took it took over a month or whatever, but but yeah, that is my like of all okay. the, of, of all. At the least things- he's got. Yeah, he did it. He did it. Of all the things I dislike about him, he he said, "Go for it." Yes. Mm-hmm. And Biden was the one who was against it. He yeah. sat at the table and was against it. Yeah, yeah. We've all seen that so, photo. You know what? At least I know that. You know, again, I, I people probably think I'm crazy for saying that, but I think Joe Biden is a, is a complete wild card. I don't know really if he if he's fully all there. And I think when the time comes that he starts slurring some more words and doesn't know where he's at, they're going to pull the 25th Amendment on him in a heartbeat 
and it'll and, and it's a democratic run uh you know both houses now and he's done and the, uh, and no. the hand and the handpicked cabinet by not him but the handlers will support it as well yeah they know I, where they're, they're, they know where their bread their bread is buttered at and it ain't joe biden Oh man, crazy times, Bill. Very crazy times. You you've seen it all, and uh, hey, <laughs> the world keeps spinning. At least we hope, and we'll, and we'll see what happens after the uh, the inauguration. Uh, we will get your reactions a week later, of course. Uh, Bill, let's chat about some sports. What do you think? Will that will that make things a little bit better right now, or will it probably <laughs> make might. things worse? Well, now, now you are my high school sports uh, correspondent. I'll say yes. so. You heard okay. some news today that I did what, not. Tell what, us about it. What high school sports? There are none. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about uh, the CIF, which is the California Interscholastic Federation, which is the governing body of high school sports in California. Tell us about what you heard today. Well, it was a press release by by the commissioner, the one and only. You know him, you love him. You can absolutely live without him. Rob Wygod decided <laughs> that he was going to basically uh, make null and void any championship type activities with fall sports. That means you can play in a city league. Um, You know, Glendora can play against Laverne just to play. Once, once the health and safety restrictions are lifted. Wow. But there's no, but they can kind of, Teams like like this year in college football, they can kind of willy nilly, kind of you know, uh, hey hey, uh, you guys got eleven players for next Friday, let's play. They can do that. CIF Southern State cancels football playoffs for football and other fall sports. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you so basically what they did is is uh, they took the cowards way out. They said ah, like they always do. We're man. gonna wash our hands. Pontius Pilate, like, we're gonna wash our hands of this. Okay, I don't know what the CIF does anymore. They used to govern sports. They used to make sure that you weren't cheating, that you weren't practicing in off seasons. Then they said, fuck it. We can't control it. Play year round. We don't care. I think all they do is raise money for their championship events. They go out and they sweet talk Toyota. They go out and they sweet talk all these sponsors. They get, uh, you know, Fox sports to come in and do these games. And they have their big plethora of uh, Friday night lights. And they do a pretty good job of that. You know, but they're not there to look after the student athlete. So, so Bill, how do you feel about uh, my alma mater, Real Hondo Prep? There's a few listeners uh, on this program. Uh, what, what do you, what do you think if they scheduled a few football games and then uh, since there's no playoffs, they just hung a banner and said, uh, "Open Division California State Champions uh, 2020 and 2021." I, I think the first phone call that Coach um, Carson, coach there, yes. The first phone call he should make is to coach. Um, um, what's the modern day guy? Rawlinson. Call Bruce. Say, Bruce, let's play. <laughs> let's line it up, Bruce. Come on. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I love it. I, 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 Bill, why can't. <laughs> okay. If no other state has played up to this point. I would be like, okay, whatever. The fact that other states have played a football season in high school. Because, because A, 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 you, 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 you don't follow the science in this, in this state. 
You don't follow the science for outdoor dining, indoor dining. You don't follow the science for uh, let's follow the science. Training. I'm about following. Let's follow the science. The, tell tell, tell the your data, governor that. Let's follow it. The, the, the data speaks for itself. Like how, how dangerous this is to young people and the odds of, of getting it in, in certain situations. Let's follow the science. I'm all about it. Maybe we'll play some football that way. Well, good luck. Yeah. They, they want right no about. part of that. No. Your, your, governor, your governor wants no part of that. No, no. He, he wants won't. to be the sole and independent governing body of everything in this state. Oh, of course. Now the CIF, I, I, you know what you and I both, the thing is, the, the funny thing is we never worked for CIF. That's what's, what's, what's so funny. Everyone's like, Oh, you're a CIF official. So it's like, no, no right. we work for a unit and CIF. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, the yeah. CIF, the, yeah, they're a bunch of cowards. Like when we were just like when we were umpires in college baseball, we didn't work for the NCAA. No, 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 no. Thank God. <laughs> Conferences. By the way, did you get your assignments this weekend for the West coast conference? Baseball signs uh, come out? No, you didn't get anything? No, me neither. No. Must no, be because we're no, retired. I, I, Whatever. Uh, yeah, because we've moved on. <laughs> we've moved, moved on. on. Bigger and better things. Better big games. We got bigger, we got bigger games to worry about. Uh well, shame on California again and uh the CIF for what what kills me is all these sports writers. Everyone's like, oh well, it's for safety, it's for this and that. Stop it. Just stop it. Okay, I, 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 I you know, there's talk that high school baseball is just going to go club sports now uh, uh, it probably should it probably should honestly yeah. um yeah have you have, when's the last time you went you walked by randomly a high school baseball game it's it's a joke bill it's a it's an absolute joke high school baseball it's an it's it's terrible the, co- the competition is horrible yeah yeah the kid and the kids are playing travel ball anyway so it's like yeah well, do your thing i mean yeah, I, I hear that if, if they're, yeah, that, that could go. I mean, here's the thing. You're going to have, if they decide to play football, this, this, this catches, catch can, let's play, you know, uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Or you're going to have, if everything bunches up in March, in eight, let's just say March, April, May, you're going to have all sports playing at once. You're not going to have, you're not going to have the facilities or the, or the, the facilitators to handle all this. You, you you see what a what a what a pain in the ass it is when you go and when you go do a football game at Chino Hills High School. Could you imagine going to do a game there? And they also have a basketball game there that night and a base and a baseball game in the afternoon. They're not gonna get they're not gonna the number one, the schools probably aren't even gonna be in session. So you're not gonna have teachers there <laughs> to to facilitate this. You're not gonna have staff members to, you know, run the clock. How are they going to do this? Well, I'll tell you from an officiating standpoint, it, it the numbers will be so bad that you probably have the same officials working all three sports. I, 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 I've done that before, and I'm a lunatic for doing it. But yeah, I'd, I'd work multiple sports in one day like I mean, that. It, I mean, for a guy like Dave Gimby or Brad Claude <laughs> or um, our brethren, or, yes, or or uh, what's what's our good friend. Uh, our guy out in the uh, that used to work those those travel ball games for me. He'd do twelve games in a day. Luther, well, and Luther, Luther would love it. Luther, um, a lot of those up. guys would. Oh, but yeah. the one I'm thinking of is um, didn't he work for Target or something? Oh man, look for, for for my unit. 
Yeah, and he did baseball. I don't know, man. And he, if I said, hey, can you work 10 games today? He'd do it. Oh, yeah. What was his name? I, anyway. I don't know. Well, a good friend, Todd Carson, he would he worked up plenty of games for you. And uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, J.C. Holt, when, when he would show up to a game on time for a change, uh, he worked some games for, yeah, all kinds of guys. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. That is yeah. funny stuff. Uh, what was I going to ask you, Bill? Okay, so to the NFL. To the NFL we go. Uh, the NFL's down to the final four teams. Uh, Tampa Bay at Green Bay, the the Bay of Pigs, as they used to say, right? With the, uh, yeah. the, old, the old NFC Central there. Uh, and then uh, the AFC side of things, not too big a surprise, the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. What did you make of last weekend's games and my Rams just getting punched in the throat by Green Bay? Well, Green Bay's too tough. And I'll tell you what, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, if this game, is, if this game was played in a neutral location in a dome, Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay could beat them. I will give that way. With that said, I will take Green Bay to pretty much beat them pretty convincingly. Okay. So what's convincingly? Is it uh... Uh, 38 to 21? Whoa. You're going um, double digits? Yeah. I haven't even looked at the spread, but I, I, I will tell you looked, this. You're going double digits against Tom Brady right now? <clears throat> well, it's the defense, not him. Green Bay did look good. Green Bay looked good. That old line looked unbelievable. Um, And I like now if, if uh, Kansas city's quarterback is still on concussion protocol, I like Buffalo in that game. I like Buffalo to play it pretty darn good. Anyway. Mm -hmm. That would, that would be a big Mm storyline. Can you imagine being a, uh, a blue collar dude in Buffalo who goes to work, you know, six days a week working 10 hour shifts. And just like, all he, you know, all he cares about is his Buffalo bills. And then all these years of bad football. Well, and could all you imagine sudden- what the suicide rate was back in the <laughs> early nineties? Oh, <laughs> we talk about the four, the four uh, runner up Super Bowls. Yeah. 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 Uh, Scott Norwood missed it by three inches. Oh, oh my goodness. Have you seen that? That uh, document is the four fails, four falls yes. of Buffalo, yes. I think. Yes. Really good. Really good. Really, really good. Really good. Almost as good as the, the, a TV show that I watched uh, the other night. I binge watched all four episodes. And we'll talk about it more next week. Oh, really? Uh, we, we can yes. go now. I mean, I was no, going to no, no, tell no. you last week. And I'm the like, Night oh, I, I forgot to bring it up to Bill. The Night Stalker. Yeah, I heard it Did on. Did you watch uh, it? I have not yet. I'm okay. off when Thursday, you- though. So I might blow through all, all four. Okay, it's a, it's a it, it's four hours. It goes by really fast. Okay, for those of you, for, for our loyal listeners who have watched it, you probably agree with me. It was really good. Um, those detectives, Frank Salerno and uh, Gil Carrillo, I both have met them, know them. I know Frank pretty well, um, and they are just like who they are on 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 that show. Um, but I won't say any more about it. If you haven't watched it. Do yourself a solid, especially if you were living in Southern California in the summer of 1985. I'm sure you will remember the uh, complete panic that was reckoning throughout the streets of Southern California. Wow. Oh, my um, goodness. I know, Matt, you were probably, what, six months old? Six months old in, night, in summer of 85. Okay. That, that's crazy. All right. Um, so just watch it. I mean, the, the, it is well done 
Is it a remake? Uh, not a remake. Is it a, a reenactment, I should say? No. What they do is they kind of go through day by day what's going on and what the detectives were doing. They show real crime scene photos. Okay. Okay. They nice. interview. They interview victims that that you see you've seen you know 35 years later now oh, oh and God. um so it's it, it, it was well done and it Man. just goes and it just goes to show you how that case was made on a very simple little piece of evidence and how there was no dna then there was none of that trace evidence that there is yeah. nowadays but it was it was sure luck and and for and in this case, we only caught the dumb ones because if this guy was smarter, he would have mixed up his game a little bit. And after you watch it, we'll talk about it next week. I'll explain. Okay. You know? Well, I know Richard, you know, it's about Richard Ramirez, the, the Night Stalker, and, and he was uh, clearly a lunatic. But I thought one of the things before I watch all this, and I'm Will, and we'll break it down next week, but wasn't one of the things that was so scary about the Night Stalker was there were no patterns he was he was killing None. people in Diamond he Bar was, he in was, LA. He was raping. Just... Yeah, he was either he was raping people, he was molesting kids, raping people, and then killing people. And then oh. someday he would kill them, someday he wouldn't. God. He never, other than molesting and raping a child, which is horrific enough, he never killed a child that they knew of. He would let him go, which you'll Jeez. see in the movie. Which oh, you'll yeah. see in the show. No, I remember uh, watching a documentary on it and, and with my parents uh, in my adult years and just being, it, it scared me. I was like, this happened. I was like, I was scared to like go, go to bed at night, mm-hmm. you know, because he was hitting the six. He was sitting. A lot of his stuff was off the 60 corridor. Diamond oh man. Bar, Diamond bar, Montebello, uh, Hacienda Heights. Um, then he did some stuff in, in Arcadia and, and Glendora too. Yeah, that was the the randomness to it. Oh man, hit hit too close to home. Um, yeah, what what a guy. And then and I know his his the ending of it all too. Which, uh, but yeah, for those of you who are looking for a good documentary or, or uh, not a documentary, but uh, just docu drama, docu drama, four four one hour episodes. Heck, that, that's you can do that before lunchtime. I'll I'll hit sure. that on Thursday. Yeah. Now, I was gonna I tell you, I was gonna tell you, and then and then you texted me. You gotta see this. I go. Oh, I forgot to tell you about it. I heard it on. Uh, on Adam Carolla. Bill, do you watch or listen to Adam Carolla's podcast? You got to listen to it. You can watch I, I it on should. YouTube, man. I should. I it's should. right up I your like alley. Adam. He's not He's not a sellout punk-ass bitch like his old buddy Jimmy Kimmel is. So <laughs> I like Adam. I do. What's, um, what's funny, I'm sorry to interrupt, Bill, but what's funny about Carolla is people give him a hard time for being like this right-wing conservative guy. And his big thing is, tell me one one viewpoint I have changed in 20 years. I haven't changed anything. I seem more conservative now. So he's, he's a guy's guy. He gets a little bathroom humory, you know, for me too much for me, but I know you like that stuff. So I think you would love the Adam Carolla podcast. I would, I would, I probably need to, to start listening to it instead of, you know, watching a lot of porn. I should probably <laughs> <laughs> he talks about that. I mean, you, it's on YouTube, so you can watch it, and it's a little fun, more fun to watch, much like any talk show is. Uh, you know, I do I make, listen to what I, I have listened to the Brett Boone podcast. He's a funny guy. Oh, I got to get on that, Brett Boone. Huh? Brett, you know, and he has some. I'll tell you what, he has some good guests. Okay, he's got top of the line guests, man. 
you know um you know uh, he's Booney does a pretty good job I think I think he would have been a better manager than Aaron oh I don't doubt that for a second <laughs> no not at all hey we gotta wait to see if we can get a little bread on the uh, podcast Bill did you get a chance by the way to listen to the uh the legendary Chuck Lyon last Friday I did I listened to bits and pieces of Chuck I enjoyed uh listening to the first part of it you know telling where he came from and that you know he uh <clears throat> you know that he, you know his whole upbringing and whatnot, and 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 going to Washington State and playing for Bobo Bobo Brazil or whatever his name was, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, yeah, Chuck, yeah, I mean, you know, fascinating guy. Oh, oh absolutely, and it was funny. Now, did you ever referee any of his football games, though? I did not, but I heard guys about guys that did. Me neither. I didn't get a chance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he. <laughs> I like the 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 concept of hearing him from both sides of the sides of the lines, you know, uh, as far as football and baseball go. Because you've worked plenty of baseball games with him. Yes. Oh, yeah. We've traveled together. We've we've done a lot. Chuck and I have. Uh, we um, we seem to bring out the, the 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 best and worst in each other at times. <laughs> had a had a, had an adult beverage or two after ball games, you know. Just one or two. One or two. Just that's one it. or two before we had several more. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. He was you know, a lot I don't of fun. Think Chuck, Chuck, Chuck didn't um, probably uh, share this with you, but you know, his whole thing was, Hey, um, you know, when we have a couple drinks after the game, and of course we're in a location where we don't have to drive, obviously like the lobby of a hotel when all <laughs> we have to do is drive the elevator to, to, to bed. He, you know, he says, Hey, Bill, when I go, I go. That was his, that was his, his line. When he said, when I go, I go, that means we were in for a long night of, uh, of beverages. I respect that though, because Bill, you and I have both been around guys that are like, Oh, yo, you know, they tiptoe in. They're like, Oh, mm-hmm. yo, I'll come in. And, and you, you, like you order a second round and it's like, well, what is this? And it's like, Oh my goodness. Why'd you even I mean, come down for one? If you can handle your booze and not be a jackass and just have a great time. And when it's over, it's over. You go to bed. Great. But, you know, and Chuck's that way. Chuck is not, a, you know, there's a lot of sloppy drunks out there. I don't like being around sloppy drunks. <laughs> Except sometimes I've gotten that way. And, and I, <laughs> I, I've, I've, you know, swore, swore at myself for doing it. But I'm not, a, I'm not a, a rude, obnoxious one. I just get quiet and I just put my head on the table and I go to sleep. You, you okay when you when i like that when when you when i go i go like chuck yeah okay i get that when bill barnes when he hits a wall he hits a wall i'll tell you that guys because oh, yeah bill you've run into some walls big time and been like i'm done oh my God. i think the worst wall that i hit <laughs> i think the one that comes to mind was was saint paul oh uh, well you thought you were in the big leagues all of a sudden well, the, the rooftop, man. I mean, that was that was kind of a – didn't we do a – we had a day game? I think it was a day we game. Started, we, we started at the hotel at happy hour. And Free then drinks for guests over. with their room key. Yeah, we went yeah. there first. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then we kept going, and then we went up yeah. – <laughs> and then I looked over the edge. I was like – I told Mike, I go, I think he jumped. <laughs> we were like, where'd Bill go? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. When you go, you go. No, that's a that's a good way to say it. Because Bill, take us through that though. Like for the for the listeners out there, like I'll tell you this: I didn't drink till I started officiating, and even then, it took a year or two. But like, 
There's something you know about what? having a pop after a game. Yeah. I didn't start drinking until, well, I'd have a beer or two. You know, I didn't start drinking until probably I was, oh my goodness, 28, 30 years old. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was all about, you know, being, being, being ready to, you know, answer the radio and handle another call without a headache. You know? <laughs> yeah. Then you got, you got past that stage and we're like, eh, yeah, it's overrated. Yeah. I, I, I started noticing girls <laughs> and I figured the only way I, I had enough um, courage to talk to them is if I drank. So, so, so is that why basically is, is that cause you didn't really, you weren't chasing the, the alcohol necessarily, but you started. No, no, seeing... some liquid courage would make me become a little more um, outgoing. Oh, okay. And, I mean, keep in mind, I didn't get, you know, I didn't get married till I was 30. Really? The first time. Yeah. No, oh. no. Yeah. My twenties, you know, I was, I was, you know, probably, you know, singing along on the BYU Mormon channel. Doing the Just, Lord's work. Yes. Yes. But uh, no, I, uh, I, then I, I made up for lost ground after that. Um, <laughs> so you, anyway. have, you have indeed. Yeah, absolutely. No, the great, uh, uh, you're right. A great thing to do is after you've just worked your ass off and you've, you've, you've just stressed yourself out for about three hours, calling balls and strikes, pitch after pitch that are just nut cutter bastard pitches. You want to have a nice, cold adult beverage to, to put your mind a little bit at ease. It brings you down a bit because you're it still does. wired. Have you ever worked a game and then gone straight home and sat in your living room and just been like on edge still? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so saying it's like whether no. you get done at, at, at uh, you know, 3 PM or 11 PM, you're just no. like, Oh, wired. No, still. I don't think I've ever done that. I've, I, there, there's been times that I haven't felt good. I've been sick or something, you know, and I just go straight home and go to bed, but not when I'm of sound mind and body. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Which is funny because then you try to get non sound. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. You know, from your body, try to, try to, uh, yeah, get in, get in a good spot. So anyway, well, Bill, one final topic. I promise one final topic. Uh, we talked about the NFL briefly, but you know what came out on Tuesday were the Super Bowl assignments. And mm-hmm. God bless the white hat, Carl Sheffers. Congratulations uh, to our friend in Whittier. Carl Whittier's Sheffers. finest from uh, Southern California, working his second Super Bowl. I've met Carl a couple times. Great guy. Uh, his Carl son, was, Ben Sheffers. Carl, Carl was instrumental in getting me into the Skyac conference back in the year 1999, maybe 2000 Ooh. with, um, with, uh, the great, uh, Jack, uh, Jack, o- Jack O'Kane. Jack O'Kane. Okay. He saw me at a clinic, took a liking to me. Carl did. He was good friends with, um, a friend of mine, a motor officer, uh, Joe Railsback. Joe was a high school and college official and worked with, worked with Carl when Carl was coming up. And I went up to Carl at camp and I said, Hey, Joe rails back says to say hello. He goes, you know, Joe, I go, I work with him. <laughs> oh, well, gosh, I was his best friend after that. I ran in, then I ran into Carl at when the Phoenix Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals used to train in, in, uh, in um, Flagstaff. Flagstaff. Yeah. NAU. I, I was vacationing there and I went to their red versus white game. <laughs> 
in the dome there in Flagstaff. And that's when Carl was a deep, deep, deep official. They had four officials working this game. They had a deep umpire slash back judge. <laughs> they had two flanks. And I believe the white hat was Gary Lane. I believe it was his usual white hat that he always worked with. I can't remember the guy's name. So I'm up on this ledge and Carl's standing in the end zone for a, for a play at like the 25 yard line. And I'm yelling, Hey, I'm yelling at Carl, Carl, Hey, Carl, I know you hear me look up here. And so after the next play, he looks back at me and I'm waving. He goes, Hey, hey Bill, how are you? <laughs> and then on the next time out, he comes over he tells me where they're going to go drinking that night in, in some town, in some place in, in Flagstaff there. Didn't make it, didn't make it because I had to walk from the dome there to my hotel, which was about, I don't know, a 20 minute walk. And it started pouring. Lightning, thunder, I got fucking drenched and I was done for the night. It's so funny, Bill. I think football does this better than any sport the guys at the higher levels enjoy kind of hanging out with guys at the lower levels. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, yeah. like, I yeah, think there, there's a camaraderie there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas in other sports, it's like, eh. yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, back to the Super Bowl assignment, uh, there, there was one name that jumped off the page really. And that was uh, Sarah Thomas is uh, yeah. going to be the first female official in Super Bowl history. Well, Let's 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 just cut right to the chase. Adequate official, but not the best at her position. Let's not kid anybody. Adequate, but not the best. Now, people argue, well, there's replay. Okay, great. Go get seven bikini models and put them on the field and let them fucking run and let them officiate if we have replay. You know, if 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 officiating football has become a beauty contest, then let's really beauty it up because we all know. Of all the officials in the NFL, of any of them, Sarah, it, to me, is the best-looking one. So they got that right. <laughs> uh, Sarah Thomas joined the NFL in uh, 2015. Um, so she's five years in the uh, National Football League. Uh, it is rather quick, uh, just so people understand, it is rather quick for a five-year NFL official to be assigned to Super Bowl. That is rather quick. Um, so say what you want about that. Not I just, when it's not when you're, it's fashionable to promote that type of person, all rules go out the window as do the best. Obviously they didn't want the best man for the job. They wanted the best woman for the job. Well, when Sarah, I'll tell you this, when Sarah joined the NFL in 2015, they renamed the position. Yes. There was a yes. line judge and a head linesman. Those were the position names mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Line judge, head mm-hmm. linesman. She mm-hmm. was a head linesman. They renamed the position for her to down judge, the, the keeper of the downs. And yes. some people yes. are, are probably like, oh, well, that, well okay, whatever. Uh, that, when I heard that why originally. They, why don't they just call them both line judges? They do the same thing. I, you're right. I think there's there's multiple line judges in say tennis or whatever, but right. no, but 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 Bill, the point is that wasn't what the name was. The name was something different, and and that's mm-hmm. my only issue with some of this stuff. Uh, when we see all these changes, it's like we have to go overboard with the change just to make everything right. Whereas it shouldn't be if someone is coming into a situation 
whereas things aren't supposed to change. You're supposed to just be someone else in stripes, right? But but then things get changed for you. That didn't sit well with me right off the bat because now I, I would be you didn't work basketball, Bill. I took you to a meeting one time and you spoke, which was hilarious. Uh, in football, we have five man mechanics, seven man mechanics. Uh, in baseball, we have two man, three man, four man mechanics. In basketball, we have two person mechanics, three person mechanics. And it's a lot because there's, you know, there's a lot of female officials uh, comparatively to the other sports. So things get changed, Bill. Did you see this in police work at all? Oh, Jesus Christ. Did I ever? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that where yes. the term policemen change no. to police officer? police officer? Yes. Officer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. So one thing I knew yeah. a couple guys that had the old badges that said policeman, but we all, the rest of us had police officer. Wow. Okay. Th- this is a, this is a, 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 a this is a, subject that is not going to go it's it's just here to stay there's nothing you can do about it you basically might as well just roll over and 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 well well, here's no you're right and and here's the thing if you question it at all you're like wait a minute you're 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 a sexist or you're a you're a misogynist sex it's like no i'm not i'm not i'm not those things i think it's wonderful if a person uh a human being gets to achieve something i think it's it's spectacular but when you're but when you tell me that you you like it was all over the news today right first woman ever to officiate super bowl like women have been persecuted and not allowed to work super bowls before it's a little different than like Jackie Robinson I'll say okay don't I mean come on Bill really is this is it in the same can you say it in the same breath am I out of line here I, I'm asking people with a lot more intelligence than us I guess are making decisions I guess we're just we're just being left behind I don't know I, I guess so I think people are in such a hurry such a they, they really want to say, the first ever Robert Sala was hired by the New York jets, the uh, San Francisco 49ers um, defensive coordinator hired as the head coach of the jets. And it was everywhere. First Muslim uh, head coach ever. And it's like, to me, to me, that's so what, what are we doing? So what? I don't know the religion of bill Belichick or Adam Gase or any other coach. Why, why, why are we doing this? It's an agenda. Don't tell me it's not an agenda. It's an agenda. Anyway, oh, I'm getting. I'm ready. sorry. I'm, I'm, I know you're tired. I'm, I got to get you I'm in bed. At, yeah, I'm at two percent right now. Two percent on your phone and yeah. individually. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do me a favor. Next okay. week, let's be prepared to discuss at nausea the Night Stalker. Okay, and that and that's homework for the listeners. Everyone yes. out there, watch Night Stalker on Netflix. And send us some and send us some emails with with questions. I like that. Okay. No, we'll dive into it. I will watch it probably all on Thursday and uh, we'll be able to talk about it next week. So yes, there'll be more uh, Netflix talk rather than NFL talk. Okay, Bill. Sounds great. Appreciate it, Bill. Thanks for staying up. Hey, it's almost midnight. It's almost time for the Biden inauguration, Bill. I hope you're ready for it. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to be watching uh, um, HR <laughs> Puffin stuff tomorrow instead of- <laughs> instead of uh inauguration oh so, man yeah. uh, well done sir on that note time to get a refill and uh, go to bed bill thanks That's for joining all. us okay
See ya. Is there a better way to start off your Wednesdays than with Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in? Thank you, Bill, for recording very late with us on Tuesday evening. We know you have some very high classified uh, security jobs that you got to get to, and uh, we don't want to tell everyone what they are, but we know that you need your rest and for you to stay up very late with us and record uh, the night before Wednesday, just so we get our episodes out on time is greatly appreciated. I know the listeners love you for it. And uh, we will get on that night stalker Netflix series next week so that we can come back and have a nice conversation with you. Uh, it will be under a new president next week. And uh, I'm sure we'll have some inauguration talk next week as well, at least a little bit. Uh, but thanks, Bill. We always appreciate you coming on the program on Wednesdays for your weekly appearance on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Guys, Bill loves to hear from you as you hear from him on Wednesdays. So feel free to send us an email uh, message through social media, whatever the case may be, whatever's easier for you. Uh, Bill would love to hear your questions, maybe your suggestions. If you want to tell him he's wrong about something, whatever the case may be, we just want some feedback from you guys. Uh, he loves his listeners and we know that you guys love Bill Barnes. Our, our uh, Twitter handle is get home safe pod or Facebook and Instagram page is get home safe podcast. And our email address is get home safe podcast at Yahoo. Dot com. We'd love to hear from you, just like you hear from us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. If you want to write in specifically to Bill Barnes, make sure you get that in uh, pretty early on Tuesday morning. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated if you can get that in probably on the weekend just so we can sort everything out uh, in order to uh, put out some uh, better episodes for you guys. But it's greatly appreciated uh, anytime anybody writes in, whether it be an email, whether it be social media. We just want to hear from our loyal listeners, our fans. It lets us, lets us know, uh, you know, the direction we're headed is the direction that the listeners want to listen to. So anyway, uh, it's pretty late, guys. I appreciate you tuning in and uh, listening. It's been a long night of recording of work and all these other things. And it's getting harder and harder to put out these episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. But we're doing our very best. So thank you for bearing with us. We know it's not a perfect show, but you guys aren't listening uh, to this podcast for a perfect show. You're, you're listening to uh, be entertained and hear some subject matter that hopefully you want to listen to. So we will be back with you on Friday. I have a special guest planned. His name is Vic Winnick. Vic is a college football official. He also works in instant replay in college football. So we're going to talk to him about what it's like to be the guy that makes the decision, the decisions in uh, instant replay, not just the guy drinking a beer on his couch. It's the guy who is in the booth uh, and has to make the decision ultimately on the various plays. Uh, Vic has a, a great story. He's a lawyer. He, he works in um, workers' compensation law. There's also some football uh, aspects to his job where uh, I'll let him fill you in on Friday. But a long conversation with Vic, a lot of fun, talking about the correlation between football and uh, basically law and, and working uh, in a law firm and working as a lawyer. I, I got to tell you, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of last minute. We threw together last Sunday and uh, just a blast. So I work with Vic at Fox Studios uh, most years and have worked a, a football game or two with him as well. Uh, he has got a great career 
not only uh, that he has uh, accomplished, but a, a great career ahead of him as well. So be sure to join us on Friday. I think everyone can take something from it, even for those of you who are not football officials. Uh, some great conversations with Vic, and I uh, can't wait to put that episode out on Friday. Guys, that's enough out of me. Uh, thank you for bearing with me through this uh, long episode of me ranting away. Uh, Bill Barnes was awesome, as always. We'll have to record with him next week, maybe at an earlier hour, so we can get some coffee and some, some caffeination and get them all fired up. But anyway, hopefully, with some of your guys's messages and emails, uh, that will spice things up as well. Can't wait to record with Bill next week after hearing from all of you guys out there. Guys, that's it for this episode. And guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Thank you.